listening to Around Comics. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Comics 101, Brian Salazar. I sure hope my microphone's turned on. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, sir. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yep. What's happening? Technology. It's wonderful. Should we uh, should we leave things with the uh, the the speaker view, or should we go to the gallery view where we have both of us? Nah, I like I, the sp- I like the speaker. I think I like the speaker view. I like the speaker view. What's happening, um, man? Um, it's day ninety two, or, or or whatever. Are you really uh, counting? No, I'm not counting. But but I did. I, I shaved. Um, I up I upgraded the camera equipment, so it's a it's a it's a brighter, shinier Chris on this it, episode. I'm very excited. It looks very good. Yeah. It, well, everything everything but the subject. Uh, well, Marta, you know, technology I, I, can only do so much. It was like three hours of trying to get this set up, and I'm a photographer by trade and and by hobby, and so I have all the equipment to do this. And Marta said, "Honey, it's." It's not going to help anything, and no one really wants to watch you. Wow. <laughs> Why does Marta little... have to be that way? That's not nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is uh, one of my new favorites. We're doing a Comics 101 this evening. We are. If you uh, if you want to check, I mean, you can go way back into the archives. And I think Tom was was kind of the, the great Comics 101-er. He, uh, mostly because, so I guess the brief history of the Comics 101 on around comics is that tom caters are are uh often third wheel on the show uh was a big dc fan growing up and we we were more marvel uh kids and so we were always asking tom questions about dc history and dc characters and so he started putting these these comics 101s together to kind of teach us about which was know, our blind spots it was kind of funny because he was the youngest of us and yet he oh. seemed to have the most the deepest you know golden age sort of now i never i mean i never really read much certainly not much golden age stuff and only a limited amount of silver age stuff i've now i've gone back since yeah and and read much more but yeah it was not uh definitely not something that i spent a lot of I, time I, with i don't know if it's if it's a byproduct of Jeff Johns, who's kind of like the chief creative officer at DC and, and was kind of their their main writer for about a decade. But he was so steeped in DC history and DC lore that I think that that DC as a as a company was was so geared towards legacy. I mean, those are legacy characters and sure. I, you know, I guess in Marvel you have some character. I mean, th- there have been drive-bys on on you know 1930s and 40s and 50s era characters that they've either brought back or had nods to. But DC really is a, 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 a universe of legacies, and so I think that's you know for Tom it was really about him teaching us about the different legacies of these of these characters that you know for a lot of comic fans it's it's superman wonder woman and batman and that's that's the dc universe but once you start peeling the layers away i mean it is a thick and vibrant history um a lot of it which you know we may get into later is you know a lot of the companies that they bought up and so there were a lot of characters that they acquired and they kind of had to fold into the whole tapestry 
of of that that universe yeah but um but tonight we're going to be talking about uh a character that has roots in the jsa we are uh, lots of roots uh with yes. this character but uh, before we get into that i would like to uh, because we, we always sort of wait until the end of the show to mm-hmm. talk about this stuff and i want to get some some business out of the way first business um, yeah just uh, i, I want to remind people that um you know we if you're listening to this podcast on uh you know your podcast player on your phone or wherever it is uh we do have a youtube channel you can watch us record this live usually we're doing them live so you can actually faces for radio faces for radio folks. yeah i don't know why we decided this would be a good idea but we did (laughs) so we do have a youtube channel you can just go to our website around comics.com and you can find where we're at on all of you know platforms from there but you can watch the videos um after the fact on our website www.aroundcomics.com uh or you can go to youtube and search for us on there and you can you can watch us live we're always posting I always post beforehand on Twitter uh, and Facebook uh, links to the live broadcast. So if you follow us on Twitter, uh, at Around Comics, or you follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Around Comics Podcast, uh, you can get the links there so you can come and watch the live show. You can get notified of it. Uh, also, and please- I, I'll just throw this out there that if, uh, if you post during the live feed uh, a question, uh, we'll probably almost certainly uh, bring it up. During Absolutely. The show. Yeah, for sure. Please. We'd love to have people involved uh, and, and grow the audience. You know, we're just getting started doing the videos. We were always a uh, audio podcast for years and years and years. And, and uh, doing the video stuff is kind of new to us. So we're working out the kinks. But yeah, we, we want to grow that live audience and have people sit yeah, in and, and join the show um sort of as we go but um yeah so so you can like i said you can subscribe please subscribe to our youtube channel it helps us out share it with your friends um also you can contact us at info at aroundcomics.com uh if you want to email us questions people do that we generally read them on the show and if you'd like to support the show you can go to kofi or coffee.com ko-fi.com slash around comics you can buy us a cup of kofi uh, or you can go to aroundcomics.com slash shop, and we have all sorts of gear, shirts, hats, coffee mugs, stuff like that. Ar- official Around Comics merchandise is available there. So just wanted to get that stuff yep. out of the way in the beginning of the show. Because I've been cutting shows short, and Sal's been lambasting me. He's like, Chris, Chris, we got to talk about the stuff on the <laughs> well, way out. By the end of the two-hour marathon of crap that we talk about, we sometimes forget. So I just figured... Yep. I'll start pushing it out there, pumping it out there in the beginning. Get people to we sold. We've already sold uh, coffee mugs, a couple of shirts. So thanks yeah. to everybody that's already um, purchased stuff from us. And I know the the supplier has has you know told us like there's going to be delays right now. Everything is delayed getting shipped, so it's going to take a little longer than normal to get stuff shipped to you. But please, when you do get it, take pictures of it. Take pictures of you with it ooh, and send it to ooh. us. We would love. To see that stuff and share Ooh, we'll it. We'll put that on uh, the video feed for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Sal. Yes. Edutain, edutain me. Edutain you on, on Star edutain Girl? Me. Is, that, is that what I'm here for? Edutain. edutain me. I'm ready to sit back and let you do even more of all of the work. So <laughs> you're ready for Comics 101 Star Girl as my, my newly you know minted graphic goes up there. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to do more comics one ones hopefully. Uh, okay. So comics one ones Oh, and right. also I, I, I want to throw this out there. If there's a subject that you're interested in that you want to know more about, uh, suggest it, email the show post in the comments thread. And there's nothing I enjoy more than researching something that I don't know a whole heck of a lot about in comics. So if you have a suggestion for a comics one Oh one, we uh, will definitely take it uh, under advisement, and it will probably get done. Probably, maybe, and um, I will take that bullet, Sal. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, let's see if I can get this to work now. Unfortunately, my, um, of course, I've tr- I've tested this four times, and it, <laughs> and it worked fine. And then I test it now, and. Uh, it doesn't want to work, of course, but uh, let's see. There we go. Okay, so Comics 101 Stargirl. 
Uh, Courtney Elizabeth Whitmore, a.k.a. Stargirl, was created by comic book writer Jeff Johns and artist Lee Motor and first appeared in Stars and Stripe number zero in July of 1999, as we see there. Uh, Johns has said in the past that he created the character after the loss of his sister Courtney in the tragic explosion of TWA Flight 800. He wanted a hero for young girls that was not a sidekick and someone that they could grow with. Uh, we meet Courtney after her parents have divorced, and they've moved from sunny California to Blue Valley, Nebraska. And she's not really exciting. Yeah, she's she's as you can imagine, a teenage girl is not really thrilled about moving to Blue Valley, Nebraska. Uh, she's the new girl in town with a new school and all new problems, including her new stepfather Pat Dugan, who she despises. Um, one day, while rummaging through her uh, stepfather's things. She happens to find a star-spangled costume and realizes that Pat Dugan was once a superhero sidekick named Stripesy, uh, the sidekick to the superhero, the star-spangled kid. And uh, you're probably wondering, okay, who the hell is the star-spangled kid? Well, the star-spangled kid, a.k.a. Sylvester Pemberton, was created by artist Hal Sherman and writer Jerry Siegel. You may have heard of that guy. Uh, he co-created Superman. Uh, are, are, these old time, are, are these old-timey comics? These are Golden Age comics. Uh, Star Spangled Kid first appeared uh, in uh, Star Spangled Comics number one, uh, which was uh, put out in 1941. So, yes, gold. this is the Golden Age. Oh, God, Chris went old-timey <laughs> on us. <laughs> Good Lord. They're old-timey comics. Chris has got a new toy. We're going to talk about the uh, Star Spangled Kid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Star Spangled Attention, Kid. Attention, ships at sea. This is the old, <laughs> the old timey radio network. You right, know, how do you right. expect me to? No more. No more. I promise. I promise. Uh huh. Um, the Star Spangled Kid was a unique character. He was the first kid superhero who had an adult sidekick named Stripesy, who was the Pemberton family chauffeur, Pat Dugan. Uh, this the. Of course uh, he was. Uh, Star Spangled Kid and Stripesy fought bad guys, especially Nazis, in the Golden Age of Comics, helped by the power of the Cosmic Converter Belt. Now, what is the Cosmic Converter Belt, you're probably wondering. Uh, the Cosmic Converter Belt was created by Ted Knight, the original Starman, who was created by Gardner Fox and Jack Burnley, and first appeared in Adventure Comics number 61 in 1941. Uh, Ted was a brilliant astronomer and engineer. He used his talents to isolate a unique form of cosmic energy generated by starlight and harnessed it through a device he called the Gravity Rod. Uh, he adopted the name Starman and used the Gravity Rod to fight crime, defeat Nazi saboteurs as part of the Justice Society of America. Uh, after a time, Ted decided to give the device to a younger member of the Justice Society of America, the Star Spangled Kid. Uh, the Star Spangled Kid, along with the help of Stripes, he modified the gravity rod, and now it was called the Cosmic Rod. And I'm not really exactly sure how that change came about, but it did. It, it, it hmm. turned into the uh, Cosmic Rod, and they turned it into the Cosmic Converter Belt, which he then used to continue their crime-fighting escapades. He felt it was more, I don't know, uh, useful to him as a belt as opposed to a, a rod. And I, my guess is at the time... Uh, just that kind of stuff was maybe falling out of favor. They didn't want him to like carry something around all the time. It was probably just some sort of you know off the cuff reason for doing it. But they changed it from a rod to a belt. They didn't like the fact that he was using his rod. He was holding the rod all the time. Um. So uh, Pemberton. Uh, oh, wait, where was I? Um, Pemberton went on to become the hero Skyman eventually and established the group Infinity Inc. Uh, in oh really? Like, yeah, in the eighties. Um, oh okay. Yeah, he was that, was, was that Roy Thomas. Um, I, I think so. yes, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, that was um, not to jump in uh, no, too hard, but, but that's uh, when when they talk about uh, Infinite Crisis or Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, you know, Roy Thomas was a comic book historian slash writer slash editor, nerd, and super he, nerd. And it's super nerd, and I think he had just started Infinity Inc., and then the DC Brass decides to reboot the entire 
universe. And Roy Thomas was doing actually some kind of cool stuff at DC. And, and he said if he had had the power, he would have he would have killed the baby in the crib that was Crisis on Infinite Earths because it ruined all of his storylines. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, with Roy, like, to me, he was the first super fan that was, you know, a, a major writer and then editor of comics, yeah. and, and he loved he was the that. Mark Wade. He was the Mark Wade of his time. Yeah. You know, before that, these guys were just writers and artists, and, yeah. you know, they weren't necessarily comic book fans, but he grew up loving comics, and then he, you know, at a very young age got into it, and, and he kind of created that canon you know he there there was no legacy for gardner fox to be nostalgic about right yeah um well unfortunately uh uh pemberton went on uh, to become skyman but he did tragically die quickly after establishing infinity inc uh he was in a battle with solomon grundy um and it ended up leaving the cosmic converter belt um in the hands of his uh trusty sidekick stripesy pat dugan uh, who kept it and had it in his stuff until it was found one day by his bratty stepdaughter, Courtney, while she was rummaging through his things. Um, so that brings us back to to Courtney and, and her origin. Uh, she finds the fact that Pat was an adult working for a kid superhero kind of funny, and she decides to modify the costume and wear it to a patriotic-themed school dance. Uh, not knowing that she's also uh, wearing the cosmic converter belt, a very powerful polarity tool. ensues. Yeah, well, of course, you know, I mean, uh, what high school dance doesn't have you know costume bad guys break in uh, and yeah. and try and hurt everyone? Especially in in Nebraska. Especially in Blue Valley, Nebraska. Blue Valley, <laughs> Nebraska, surprisingly had a lot of costume supervillains, but I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, so of course things go sideways, uh, when these mysterious costume bad guys attack the school, uh, Courtney is sort of flung into the role of being a superhero and she quickly tries to save her classmates, uh, realizes, you know, now that she has this cosmic converter belt that it's, you know, allows her to do some crazy stuff, but she's really not good at it yet. Uh, luckily her stepfather, Pat, um, had been thinking about getting back into the superhero job himself. (laughs) And he happened to have built this gigantic robotic exoskeleton that uh, he <laughs> the called state of the, the state of the art, you know, <laughs> battle suit. Yes, yes, he, uh, yeah, he just happened to I have that not. in the garage. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair though, like there was a pretty good history of him being mechanical. Like he would help. He was a chauffeur initially, and then he took care of uh, the Star Spangled Kids. Uh, cars and vehicles and he built stuff he is i believe you know he did help him convert the cosmic rod into the cosmic converter belt so there is some history of him being very plausible yes yes sure as far as comic book stories go it's comic book plausible yeah so uh so they save the day and and um you know he's obviously upset with courtney because you know she took his costume without him knowing it and and all that stuff you know kind of gets sorted out and and he realizes though that she has an affinity for being a superhero and also he kind of figures that he can't stop her so he decides the best way to try and protect her is to uh, you know be her teammate to be her sidekick again as much as he doesn't really want to be a sidekick again to the star-spangled kid he kind of agrees to because he doesn't want her to get hurt and i think there's also that sort of stepfather stepdaughter thing where he tries a little too hard because he wants her to like him you're Um, not my dad have i met your dad no you're not my dad oh yeah 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 that's yeah i mean that's i mean that's you know in the beginning of the series that's a very typical thing it's you know she she can't stand him not my daddy yeah but um so they you know uh they team up and she takes the mantle as the next star spangled kid and stars and stripe is born again um, so they go on a series of, uh, adventures and they're battling people in Blue Valley. And as we said, it seems like a lot of bad guys are in Blue Valley and there's some, you know, John's sort of writes in some reasons for that kind of thing. But, uh, the series did end after only 14 issues. Um, it does deal with Courtney yeah. trying to figure out the whole superhero job on the fly while also dealing with being a teenager, uh, her stepbrother, and also mm-hmm. the legacy of being the star spangled kid. It, it's kind of 
and I, I hope this comes out the right way. It, the series was maybe a little ahead of its time. I mean, it's 1999, and this is basically a a, a, a YA absolutely comic series with a with a teenage female protagonist. Well, as I said in the beginning, you know, John's really wanted to create this character. I think you know to honor his sister. Yeah, and sure. he wanted you know a character that maybe um, also honored the legacy of DC Comics, which he loved so much. So two things that he's very passionate about, uh, you know, he put into this character, and and yeah, like you said, it's a little ahead of its time because he wanted a character that wasn't a sidekick, that was a teenage character, a female character that was the lead of this book. And and it makes me feel old thinking that this is over 20 years old now, (laughs) because I remember I remember, you know, Stars and Stripe. That's when it came out. And that was, you know, it it's something I think in a lot of comics now, it's pretty commonplace to see, you know, teenage female Mm -hmm. superheroes. are. Oh, sure. But 20 years ago. Oh, 20 you know, now 21 years ago, right. uh, pretty, pretty rare, maybe actually, you know, unique uh, at, at the time. And that's, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting thinking that, that John's for whatever reasons w- was pretty far ahead of his time in, in bringing this character, uh, you know, into her own book. And now we see 20 years later that the character is really getting a lot of major play. It's, it's cool. Well, it is cool, and it's also, you know, it's a testament to kind of why that guy is where he's at. <laughs> you know, like he kind of knew he, he had a he had a a great way to, you know, I think bridge the gap between the the Silver Age uh, and the Golden Age and the legacies of these characters and a new generation. I think he was trying to get to, and you know, obviously, it's paid off in his career. Uh, you know, a bunch. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done pretty good, that kid. He's done all right. He's done all right. So the series did end after 14 issues, um, but her adventures do get the attention of other heroes in the DC universe like Captain Marvel, Young Justice, the Justice Society of America, and eventually the second Starman, Jack Knight. Uh Um, Jack Knight is the son of Ted Knight, the original Starman, uh, and was created by writer James Robison and artist Tony Harris and appeared in the critically acclaimed Starman series, which ran from October 1994 to August of 2001. It's really good. It is extremely good. I have the, yeah, the omnibus. Really good. The the, the hardcover omnibuses are phenomenal. If if you have not read them, uh, obviously not talking to you, talking to the audience, if you've not read them, they're they're terrific. But, um, uh, and that James Robinson guy is, is pretty good too. Yep. Um, uh, I think he, he with, with Johns at that time, I mean, there's, it, there, there's no, you know, coincidence that that they were kind of lockstep working on on some of the same titles. They both have a lot of reverence for the DC legacies, sure. and so they were tied together with the JSA with that relaunch. And it's, you know, I'll just I'll throw it out there. If you want to know about the the legacies of the DCU, read the read the JSA the from what, what year probably is that what 2000 uh, um well if you'll uh well the, yeah, I will I will let you continue <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so Jack uh, Knight was a reluctant hero at first um he does soon embrace the mantle of Starman although differently um he's not your typical superhero he refuses to use a costume or wear a costume he's, he wears goggles and a long trench coat um, with, you know, like punk leather jacket, rock. huh? Leather jacket, leather jacket. Um, but, uh, he does follow in his father's footsteps, creating the cosmic staff, which is an upgrade from the cosmic rod, the original one, uh, with many more powers and abilities. And he uses the cosmic staff to protect his hometown of Opal city. And ev- eventually he joins the JSA himself. Uh, in issue 80 of Starman, Jack decides to retire from adventuring to raise his son, which was one of the things that made that book so unique and interesting was this was a character that we saw grow and change and, and evolve as a person 
Um, and so he decides to makes this huge decision and it's this buildup of like, who is he going to choose to give the staff to? And he is impressed with the young Courtney Whitmore, who at this point is already sort of, you know, shown herself to be a, a capable superhero. Uh, so he passes the powerful cosmic staff along with his trademark goggles and leather jacket to Courtney. And she proudly takes on the new name Stargirl uh, instead of being the Star Spangled Kid any longer. She is now Stargirl. So really, Stargirl isn't born until that issue, which is uh, Starman number 80. Uh, Courtney herself joins the Justice Society of America after this, and most of her comic book adventures take place in the pages of the monthly title uh, JSA. Launched by James Robinson and David S. Goyer, and later co-written by a young, fresh-faced new kid in the office, Jeff Johns. Uh, some of Courtney's most memorable stories in the JSA include confronting her predecessor's killer, Solomon Grundy, with the help of Jakeem Thunderbolt. Uh, Grundy later develops an obsession with Courtney. Uh, she discovers her biological father, Sam Curtis, working as a common thug for an incarnation of the Royal Flush Gang. They later confront each other during one of the Flush Gang's robberies. Uh, Courtney briefly dates fellow JSA member Captain Marvel, who in his secret identity of Billy Batson is the same age she is. To outsiders, however, Captain Marvel is by all appearances an adult, and the relationship between Marvel and Stargirl draws some criticism. In JSA Black Vengeance, Courtney's family is murdered by agents of Perdegaton. She travels with the rest of the JSA to 1951, and the modern age successors to the Golden Age JSA members meet and fight alongside the originals to save her family and the future. Uh, but if there's one thing we know from comics, all good things must come to an end. Stargirl would get a revised origin story as part of the new 52 reboot in 2011, with Courtney Whitmore being introduced into a world where there had never been a Justice Society of America or a Starman. Uh, hold on one second. My papers will not come apart. Um, in this world, Courtney uh, retrieved both the Cosmic Converter Belt and the Cosmic Staff from her stepfather, Pat Dugan's office, and took them for a joyride around Los Angeles, while doing this, Courtney spotted a fire, stepped in to help and rescue the people trapped on the upper floors. This turned her into a celebrity overnight, and her stepfather begrudgingly agreed to train her in how to use the belt and staff. Courtney assumed the Stargirl name without ever having been the Star Spangled Kid. So, so never... they completely scrapped all of the all of the stuff that from the early two thousands and yep, those bastards. Yeah. Um, and it was never explained just how Pat Dugan had come by the belt and staff in the first place. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, it was, you know, if you were talking about, you know, Christ on infinite earths and it was like, well, they did it again. <laughs> you know, it's like John's and James, you know, they build up this, Sons of bitches. they build up this, but you know what? I mean, it, it, the thing is with comics is, is at some point, another generation has to sort of understand what's going on. And, and, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I kind of sit on the fence of it. I love the legacies of characters, but I also understand and, and appreciate the fact that, well, a new generation should have their own legacies. It can, it can become a quagmire. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, there's a point where, yeah, Tony Stark can't have, uh, you know, developed that technology in Vietnam. Exactly. So things, you know, they, they have to be updated. So I, I get it. Well, we don't like it as old fogies. Uh, you know, yeah. it is what it is because, you know, that's the thing about this character is that is that star girl should always be like 22 years old. Well, it's been 21 years now. Well, since. actually she's a teenager. Well, yeah. Yeah. You she know what I mean? Always be like 17, 16, whatever. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the Spider-Man thing. It's, you know, Spider-Man's been around for, you know, how many years? And he should always be, like, you know, 17 years old. Sure. You know, and you can't tell 40 years of stories about a 17-year-old without them growing, you know, up, you know, eventually. And then at some point, you've got to have the suspension of disbelief and reboot it in, in some way or another. And with legacy characters, unless you keep passing the baton... That's kind of what you have to do. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, after this, Stargirl was recruited to be part of Amanda Waller's Justice League uh, of America, an Argus-backed superhero team that was meant to undermine the independent Justice League. Um, Stargirl eventually quit the team in disgust and briefly joined a new independent group, Justice League United, before disappearing after the book was canceled. Uh, she was last seen in the miniseries Doomsday Clock, along those Justice Society of America members who had been removed from the current DC Comics universe by Dr. Manhattan. However, in May of 2020, DC Universe released 13 episodes of a new Stargirl live-action series on their streaming service. Former Nickelodeon actress Breck Bassinger plays the title character of Courtney Whitmore, with Luke Wilson playing her stepfather, Pat Dugan, as well as Joel McHale from Community as the original Starman. Uh, there's also an impressive roster of cameos by Golden Age Justice Society of America characters such as Luke Ferrigno Jr. as Rex Tyler slash Our Man, Brian Staff as really? Ted Grant slash Wildcat, and Henry Thomas as Charles McNighter, uh, Dr. Midnight. Uh, the younger characters who inherit these superhero mantles are also present, uh, but... Um, I, I, I'm not going to get too deep. I was going to name like a bunch of them, but you can look up, you can look up that cast. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So it appears that Stargirl's adventures are going to continue for a while. And although Courtney Whitmore is a relatively and figuratively young superhero, she represents some of the oldest legacies of DC Comics heroes, as well as a very personal one to her creator, Jeff Johns. So there you go. That is Comics 101 of Stargirl. That is pretty much her entire history. Uh, everything that I could dig up and, and put together for it. I, I, you know, I was actually, initially I was like, well, this will be quick and easy and sort of simple to do. Um, and, and. Oh no, my friend. Well, it, what was interesting about it was the legacy part of it and being, and digging yeah. into sort of the, the, the history of how, you know, the cosmic staff came about, how the cosmic rod was created and changed and, you know, how she carries these mantles of, of really three different. Yeah characters you know two 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 golden age characters but this more... is gonna be easy and then you have to read 80 issues of starman no i did not have to read 80 issues of Starman. but they're so good well i read i mean i've read them in, in the past for sure but i wasn't gonna go back and read Some of those them omnibuses are expensive to grab now on the uh the secondary market how many of them are there i i, I don't know if i have There's them all five uh, one two three five yeah I don't know. I have to look and see if I have them all. I don't remember. It's always like the third or fourth one that get expensive. Yeah. Yep. That's weird. Why? Because Short everyone gets the first and second one, and then they don't print a bunch of the third and fourth ones, and then they go out of print. And it's like try and buy like the Kirby Fourth World Omnibus, like volume four. It's ridiculously expensive. Mm, strange. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a neat character. It's a neat legacy. And kind of what we had talked about earlier that gets to the heart of of dc which it took i don't know it, it took years for me to really kind of appreciate the legacy of the dc universe and that i mean it's i mean you mentioned it's like you know in the beginning these guys were just writing comics but then there was a whole generation of writers that you know, and I'll throw one out there. Alan Moore grew up on these and had a deep, deep affinity for the legacy of these characters. And I think it's safe to say in a different way than Jeff Johns did, but still the legacy. He of wanted these... to murder them. <laughs> yeah. Interpret it as you will. Um, <laughs> You know, but but still, the legacy of these characters meant a lot to that that second and third generation of of creators, and we're seeing that today in in you know, in an interesting way more you know onto onto TV and and streaming services as you know the characters are being mined for that. Yeah, I actually um, I did. Uh... Like as I was working on this, I did end up watching the the first two episodes of the Stargirl show. How do you like it? I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it it yeah. looks great. It was a little, um, like Joel McHale and and Luke Wilson in the beginning of yeah. it. 
um, it, it's a little jokey, you know, it's, you know, it's trying it's to be a little cool. too funny maybe, or, or like, it, it, one again, once again, it's like one of those things like, I want to see these characters, but I don't want them to be made fun of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to necessarily make fun of Starman. And they kind of do a little bit. Like, he feels like, um, do you remember, uh, which I love the movie, but the uh, the, the movie uh, Mystery Men? Oh, I love uh, Mystery Men. Yeah. No, Based Ben on Stiller. Ben it's Stiller, awesome. yeah, yeah. Well, do you yeah. remember? But Janine it, but Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. And um, who plays the bat? Oh, the, Shameless. The, uh, the, 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 the. The digger the shoveler uh, as, the shoveler. as these are i shovel it's what i do the shoveler and then well you have the blue the blue uh oh hank azaria hank azaria is the blue uh, uh aja raja blue the, raja the, the, blue, the blue raja something like that yeah yeah it's i awesome. love that love that movie but yeah, mystery that's awesome who's the who plays the 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 main superhero guy not the oh. not the villain um but the big, big superhero, um, Captain Fabulous or whatever the hell his name was. I can't remember. Uh, he was in As Good As It Gets. Yeah. I can't think of his uh, name. Uh, Craig. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. That but, guy. But do you remember how like they played him as he was sort of like this clown, almost like a clueless, egotistical moron? Yeah. That's a little bit how Joel McHale is playing Starman, okay. you know what I mean? A little bit, not not too much, but a little bit, and it's just like, eh. I mean, it, but I, but overall, like the production value was fantastic. The costumes look great, and it's like it is a Greg very Kinnear. fun. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Yes. Yes. Terrific. Um, it's a very fun introduction to this character. Like she is, you know. It, it, it's a typical superhero story. It's this teenage mm-hmm. superhero. It's a great little beginning to this character where you know it, it's it follows the comic book to to the well mostly i mean she you know she pat dugan is stripesy he you know he he was starman's sidekick and in the beginning you see all the golden age heroes fighting um oh, that's and cool. then you know she finds the staff and it and it, 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 it's a little different but it's very i mean it's very much i mean jeff john produces it so it's very much uh, the heart Based of, on his of, sister. Yeah. So he's gonna, he's, he's going to be pretty hands-on about sure. that, I would, I would imagine. So I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, you know, it's okay. not really targeted for me. Um, are, but... are you watching that on DC, the DC um, yeah. Universe? Yeah, DC Universe streaming. That's only, that's where yeah. it is. I had let my, uh, my subscription lapse on that. Cause, I mean they weren't putting out a whole ton of content on it yeah um and it i'm getting the feeling that like hbo max is gonna is gonna absorb a lot of that like doom patrol season two is on hbo max now as well oh well i'm just doing the monthly i just did you know i started a free trial again to watch it and because i had done the same thing i had i had a i actually had had a free year of it they had given me and they that, give you a free year? Yeah. I'm obviously not going to the right websites. I don't remember even how I got it. Like, I don't remember. I don't, it was like, a, it was like, um, I had to be part of like a survey thing and they no. kept sending me surveys about, but it was all about stuff like comics and, and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Cause so I really like, enjoyed it. I re- I, I enjoyed Titans. Uh, I think yeah. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is one of the best best series to come out in the last few years yeah it's, doom patrol was awesome i like titans so, a lot too i thought they were i thought the production of them all are, are really good uh, the 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 last the season two finale of titans pissed me off but that's a whole different discussion <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what are you gonna do yeah, yeah, can't all be perfect now on but, the other uh, hand i happen to watch today um the first episode of the Harley Quinn sci-fi animated. Oh, uh, it's series. filthy. It's like, what, what are they going for with this? It is filthy. Like, I don't even get it. Fucking hilarious. Stick with it. It's fucking hilarious. It, there was it, definitely funny parts of it, but it's like, it, it was just so gratuitously 
like fuck you i mean i say fuck I, like I, constantly but they it was... make, they make they make a point in the first two episodes it's like this is not a kid's show yeah and, and i don't i don't understand that exactly like, progressively i guess you're going for like the rick and morty you know it gets funnier and funnier and and the character in that show that you that you end up stealing the show is ivy really ivy oh ivy is so good in that show she's kind of dull in the first episode the what she's a little dull in the first episode it gets better and better all right stick with it yeah it's... it was it, i mean i have to say like as a as a comic book i mean part of me was like jesus bruce tim how bruce tim's gotta hate this <laughs> and yes. paul denny like how could you know to see what they've done with that character considering where that character started you know to see what they've done with that with an animated series of her own and it's just like i mean i, I it was like shocking at first just be like holy it shit. is some of the shit she's saying is just like <laughs> god damn that's filthy that is you know <laughs> i do like i do like the take on on um on jim gordon though like just a sort of yeah. alcoholic you know completely uh, at, uh, at his wits end yeah <laughs> i i did like that you know so, so she no. is, she ends up having a room with, with Crash at, at Ivy's place. And Ivy, her other roommate is is a is a giant um, Venus flytrap. Yeah, it's what's his, it's the fucking Venus flytrap from uh um I can't think of the name of the movie with you know with Steve oh, Martin. From, uh, little Shop Little yeah, Shop Yeah, it's Horror. Little Shop of Horrors. I mean it's, And it's and it just it gets fucking better and better every time all right that, i'll take your word for it I, I i'll go back and watch it i have to do it you know without my kids around i think it's it is too, it's it is too filthy it for is my kids. Show, it is a show that has absolutely zero fucks to give and i love it for that it just seems weird though like, I, I just don't quite understand I, i'd like to be it's in the not room Batman the animated series no but that's no. the weird thing like you know, I get like Harley Quinn has built this audience of sort of, you know, pink and blue haired cosplay girls in their yeah. 20s and 30s, maybe 40s. Um, <laughs> and and I understand that, you know, yeah. so I guess that's who they're going for. Um, and older, you know, but it, like I said, it was just it was just sort of like, wow, this is kind of weird because, I mean, it's the same animation as all the other DC stuff. And I guess it I've said feels, that for years, it, though. It like, looks very Timverse. I know. and <laughs> I'd and really love to hear what Bruce Tim has to say about it. I, I don't know if he has done any... Oh, I think he might get a beer or two in him. I, I would love to hear it. that conversation. Of what you know Paul what? Did. My guess is that he, he would be like, you know what? It's great. It's, it's next generation. You think? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not I, saying I, Bruce Tim is any kind of prude because, believe me, if you if you've seen any of his art books, he's certainly not. No, but I've got, that's the one person. Like, that's the one person I've I've far weighed out on. By the way, Bruce Tim. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was ugly. It was it's not, not the, good. It's not the one person. It's one. Person. It's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> that I farweed out on someone. And it was at a Darwin Cook signing in San Francisco. Yeah. And it was literally, remember that time you did the Batman animated series? That was really awesome. You are an idiot. <laughs> it was horrible. I wanted to crawl away so bad and I was trapped. It was it was not good. It's not good. Always making friends. Yep, that's me. Well, that's all I got for uh, for Star Girls Comics One Hundred and One. I don't know, uh, you know, if uh, if we have anything else to really get into. Read Starman. Read, read uh, JSA. All of Starman. Read all of JSA. Yes. Which leads us, I think, our next Comics One Hundred and One is is going to be. Isn't Tom doing a JSA? Is no, he doing... he's doing JLA. JLA. Okay, J- JLA. Yeah, Engelhart uh, Justice League. Right uh oh okay yes that makes sense yes so that'll be the next one yep i believe and then after that i, I figure i gotta i gotta pick something maybe marvel tell, i don't know 
Well, it comes back around to me. And yeah. uh, so I figure I should do another probably four or five issue run of... Uh, of Pathetic. Pathetic. Really. <laughs> I Mine was at least 14 issues. Plus she was in like, I don't know, Dude, 60... Comics 101, Batman, you're one. You're the you're the worst. <laughs> no, I'm picking your next one. You have to do, let's see, the history. Swan Superman. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh. I mean, it kind of is a is a short episode, but uh, yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it tight. Keep it tight. Comics one. Comic one hundred one can be a little. Little th- that wasn't too bad. I, I only screwed up a few times there. My and my, you know, you mo- most people out there are like, I want a ten minute recap of this character. Well, we gave him, so, it was only like a half hour. Yeah, so that's not too going. bad. All right, so uh, so Sal, how how do people uh, reach the show? You can reach us at info at aroundcomics.com. You can um, contact us on Facebook at Facebook slash Around Comics Podcast. Twitter at Around Comics, Instagram dot uh, com slash Around Comics. Um, you can go to www.aroundcomics.com and uh, there's a contact us page there. And while you're there, you can go to aroundcomics.com slash shop and buy some of our official merchandise and help support the show. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. Yep. Uh, send in uh, Comics 101 suggestions. You can watch Please. the live stream. And if you post any uh, comments or questions, we will uh, see those as the show goes along. would love to comment on those. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it. So send us some Comics 101 uh, requests, and, uh, and we'll get cracking on that. Uh, we've got some more interview shows coming up. Uh, here in the, the last month or so, you can uh, go back in the archive and we have interviews with Jim Rugg. We had Ryan Brown and Charles Soule on the show. Uh, we talked to what, Tony Moore, Tim Seeley. Uh, who am I forgetting? Tom King. Tom King, who, oh, oh, have, oh my gosh, after Tom is done, we will have fulfilled our commitment. This and Tom is true. King, yeah, we'll have to get Tom a hold of Tom King. King. Is coming back with his uh, Comics 101 for uh, uh, Adam Strange. This is true. He did agree to that deal, so we're, we have to hold I him to excited. it. What? I am excited. You're excited? Yes. I, I bet you he's kind of excited. I bet he, because, I mean, he is. He is. He has carried the torch for Comics 101 you know, for, for years. And so I, yep. I think I, I bet he's a little excited to actually do his own. So, so movie. if we keep this rolling, do, will, will we make him the fourth member of the comics 101? No, I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he wants to be, then, you know, uh, sure. Is anytime, he, is he that much of a glutton for punishment? Anytime Tom King. Well, let's see how he does. I mean, who knows? Yeah. He oh, could yeah. suck at it. Jury, jury's out. He could be terrible. And we don't want, you know, it's like, hey, thanks for nothing, That'd buddy. be awful if he comes on and it's the worst. <laughs> That'd be hilarious in some and ways. We're like, but... yeah, thanks, Tom. <laughs> that was that was great, buddy. Um, go write some more comics. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> that would not be All good. Right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we've got some, uh, some more interviews coming up. We've got uh, more general comics talk coming up um yeah I, I feel like we haven't actually read comics and like talked about any comics <laughs> that we well, read threw out a book, you threw out a book suggestion for our book of the century <laughs> and i don't even think you've freaking read it yet I so coffin bound is our is our current book discussion that we're all supposed to talk about so um so finish reading coffin bound volume one i have and i can talk about it i tell you what um i'll be ready to talk about this in our next episode space Uh, bandits oh i haven't read that i have to it's fun you know what'll go uh, you know what will go along with that i will talk along with that is volume two of uh the weatherman um it's here. I have it. I'm reading it right now. I love that book. Yeah. Um, we should reach out to Nathan Fox. We could do that. I, 
That's a Nathan Fox, page one of one of his books. What are you doing? Where'd you go? Chris no, left us. I'm looking for my copy of the Weatherman Volume Two. I'm you know, you it. set up all these lights and the camera and the background and everything, and then you keep leaving. Anything outside of this box is a goddamn disaster right now. <laughs> hey, man, it's the magic of showbiz. Nobody it knows. Is, it, is, it is movie making magic. I have right like, now. I have like weights and like wrestling pads <laughs> over here, and and like weird tiger blankets and i except and the what regarding the weatherman and, and we'll get into it except there there is a horrible part of that series that almost made me put put the book down and never come back to it and don't be such a pussy it's not even real but it hurt me emotionally and that's when i was like it's well, a really good book because it made me that upset. It's and so I stuck to. with it, and it's really good. I Although I will it. say, in in volume two, there's one scene where like I'm reading and I kind of blow past it a little bit, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, I go back to it, and I'm like, oh, that's a really sad scene. <laughs> oh, so you're a pussy too? <laughs> yeah, I am. What can I say? All right, so we've got discussions on that coming up. So check out Coffinbound, uh, catch up on The Weatherman, uh, read all of uh, the Englehart JLA run. Yeah, if you guys spare a minute. And every comic that Adam Strange has ever been in. And you will be ready to listen to our next episodes for the next month. Um, all right, are we ready to wrap this one up, sir? I think that's it. All right, well, we'll be back uh, later this week talking about something or another uh, in the meantime. In between time. We'll be everywhere in and around comics. Comics. done comics